Today, I'm sitting down with celebrity hairstylist and founder of her own brand, Rose, Mara Rozak. Launching with a single hero product last year, Rose is a curated line of essentials for hair at its best, made by the best. So make sure you stay tuned for more on this. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Founder Beauty, a podcast dedicated to beauty entrepreneurs who built some of the biggest brands today and where we learn exactly how they did it. We'll cover some of the most intimate stories, their path to success, and how they overcame the obstacles along the way. I'm Akash Mehta, CEO and co-founder of Fable and Maine, a modern hair wellness brand inspired by ancient Indian beauty secrets. Building Fable and Maine has been an incredible journey so far, and I decided to launch this podcast as a founder keen to learn and connect with fellow beauty brand founders around the world. I believe in collaboration over competition, and so I'm using this platform as a way to hopefully help and inspire each other what can be quite a tough and lonely journey. So if you are an entrepreneur or simply just curious how to build a brand, this podcast is perfect for you. So without further ado, it's a delight to welcome our guest for today, Mara Rozak. She's a celebrity hairstylist behind some of Hollywood's most enviable hair, styling everyone from the likes of Cara Delevingne, Olivia Wilde and Natalie Portman for over 15 years. Now, she's the founder of her own hairstyling line, Rose. Mara has brought her expertise to beauty lovers everywhere with her high-performance essentials. And I love how she launched the brand with just one product, the Santa Lucia Styling Oil, highlighting the importance of simplifying routines with fewer products doing more. There are so many more hair products out there and it's easy to get overwhelmed by choice, but one thing in particular I believe sets Rose apart is its ode to nature, from the brand's commitment to environmental preservation to the botanical plant extracts used in its formulations. Mara has truly created an enhancing natural beauty brand and I couldn't be more excited to sit down today to learn more about it. So Mara, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. What an incredible intro. Wow. Oh, thanks to you for doing such incredible things. So <laughs> I have to start with my, my question I ask every single person It's going to ask you is who in a nutshell is Mara? Oh my gosh. Who in a nutshell is Mara? I am really an excitable, excited person. I would say I'm definitely a creative. I love beauty and I mean beauty in all senses of the world. I love to surround myself um, in beauty and not in the vain way, right? In just in nature, in plants, in flowers, in products, in people, in right? So um, I am someone who just is curious, interested, excited, and loves beauty. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Amazing. Well, okay, okay, I want to go to the start. So you were born and raised in, in, in California. Whereabouts were you born and raised? Yeah, born in New York, which I feel like gives me ah, a little bit of cool cred. I like um, that. But I, but I grew up in LA from the time I was like nice. a year old, so oh, I can't in really In like the Laurel Canyon the area, right, right? Which I love LA. Exactly. So. Yes, um, yes. Very picturesque, kind of a hippie, um, hippie part of LA, still, still really cool. Oh, so I know, I know your mother was a sculptor, so I know art is a big thing, but I would love to know sort of like how that upbringing with art but also like your first introductions into beauty and creativity like do you remember do you have any like memories from that growing up in LA? I absolutely do I think you know I was definitely more of a shy quiet introverted kid um I feel like I meet a lot of creatives that tend to be similar um 
it, I didn't really know how to express it, but I was really happy to have found hair because um, I did early on in my, I would say, in my journey. I um, have quite frizzy, thick hair that was really unmanageable and unlike my friends or anybody I really saw around me. It was a really different texture and you know, unfortunately I didn't know how to work with it and I didn't want to embrace it yet. So I, um, was really determined to get my hair at around 12 years old to look quite the opposite that it wanted to look naturally. (laughs) I can imagine. And then, so did you sort of, um, like at that age, did you ever think like, okay, I could see my, have a career in like hair. Cause I remember when I was young, I was like, like those, you know, the typical things. I was like, once I wanted to be an archaeologist, then there was NASA, you know, space, uh, so kind of like working in space. And then yeah. I even, I even like worked in Burbank at one point. I think I wanted to do it like an intern. I think I wanted to be a director. And I was like, okay, no, no, no. Like what were like, <laughs> did you ever envision yourself like in hair today back then? Yeah, I think I was definitely like, is it going to be, what is it going to be? Is it going to be yeah. fashion? I thought maybe it would be fashion. Um, unfortunately my school, I didn't really go to a creative arts school, which I think would have been really amazing because I probably would have been introduced to more arts in general. My parents were creative. My dad was in music and he did some engineering producing. And as you said, my mom was a sculptor and, but I never, by the time I was born, she actually had given up practicing sculpting, but I had the stories of, of knowing that she sculpted all throughout her kind of twenties in New York city. And we had all of her sculptures around in the house, but I wasn't really immersed in the arts per se. It really wasn't until hair specifically that I felt like truly, I felt an awakening inside of me. I kind of came out of my shell and then I was able to do a lot of my friend's hair from that point on. And so it felt really like an immediate creative connection using my hands to manipulate this medium, which was hair. That's and were you always like, like really connected to Mother Nature? Because like, I feel like um, we have that similarity where like, you know, we, when you have just this innate, uh, I, can't, I can't explain it, but like deeper connection to the power of botanicals, plants. I mean, I grew up with Ayurveda. Uh, and also this super love with like animals and anything in the wild. I remember every time I used to go any form of like, uh, my dad was born in Africa. So if, if I went to like Uganda or I went to India, where my parents originate from, I just felt there's so much connection to the, the, the stillness of the wild and plants and the forest. And did you have that similar feeling like whenever you got to be outside? Yes. And it's interesting. I have a, I have a three-year-old right now of three-year-olds who I realized, you know, we're raising him in Los Angeles. And I was, you know, kind of in the middle of LA, Laurel Canyon is this tucked away canyon that takes you kind of from the the Hollywood side into the valley, which you hear about the valley. And, um, but it's this kind of tucked away, you know, hilly, very surrounded by nature, especially, you know, growing up in the 80s 
it was still quite preserved. You know, you could definitely, you didn't necessarily see houses from your street. You're really in the canyon there and surrounded by nature and there would be deer in the backyard. So mm-hmm. it's, it's hard in LA, right? To kind of, you're like, oh my gosh, you come to LA, you come to Hollywood and you think this is a real big city and it is, um, but there are these pockets and we actually now live in, um, it's called La Cañada, which is just north of Pastina. It's in the foothills. And mm-hmm. similarly, we have bobcats that roam our backyard. I think it's so important for kids to be, you know, in the dirt, visit like literally in the dirt. It's so good for grounding our community, themselves. Yeah, grounding exactly. themselves, understanding, like my, my son will totally ask me, you know, what's that tree? What's that big tree? I'm like, it's mother nature. Isn't it incredible? So really taking the time to kind of explain those things. I think it's so good for children. And I think it's where um, we all need to be reminded and and connected in some way to the earth, to nature. Um, yeah. So absolutely. It's, it, I feel the most grounded and, um, and inspired when I am. We, um, my husband and I got married in Big Sur, yeah. which I actually didn't ever grow going up and have since gone many times in my adult life and just feels there's no way people go there to really like escape and feel connected to just, yeah, themselves. And it's incredible. It's a fun fact. I actually, um, before we, when me and my sister were building Fable and Maine, about a year before that, you know, we did some meetings with San Francisco, with Sephora, et cetera. But this was like uh, a year before launch. And I remember we were like, we need to do some strategy session. We need to have clear mind. We actually went to Ventana, Big Sur, and we went, to those, <sighs> like, you know, there's like in the, in the, in, there was like this amazing camp tent, like hotel um, situation. And I probably, you probably know. It. And it was just like, oh my God, it was like the best for like, just cultivating these like, yes. amazing ideas without any foam, without any distraction. So when you said Ventana, Big Sur, I was like, okay, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly. Exactly. You know exactly. And I was so inspired that I ended up, you know, naming my first product, the Santa Lucia Styling Oil. Santa Lucia yeah. Mountain Range is the range that you, you know, the mountain range um, just, you know, in Big Sur and yeah. um, in that Northern California part. Also, the scent was very much inspired by, and when you talk about the the campground there, I immediately can smell the smell of the earth there, that kind of moist, green, fresh, uh, it's just incredible. And that the scent for Rose was really inspired by by Big Sur and hiking there. And the redwood trees and oh yeah, I can I know exactly what you mean. Oh, that's so amazing, so so cool. We so, could do a whole okay. podcast on Big Sur. Literally, and <laughs> I think we should do it while in Big Sur. I'll come next time, and that'll be, that'll be yes, so please. fun. Um, yes, please. But I kind of want to talk a bit about your amazing career, and I mean, it's still obviously ongoing. But it, as a stylist, hairstylist, um, how did it start? Like, what was your first break, if you remember that? I got a call when I was just finishing beauty school. Yeah, it was a family friend. And she said, you know, did you, did you finish? Do you do hair now? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, 
I've been doing beauty school, you know, beauty school, hair and beauty school, but I, but I have a license to do it so I can do it. And she said, okay, great. Well, can you get to Sarah Michelle Geller's house and do her hair before this event? And I was, you know, 17 years old and didn't have a driver's license. So my mom had to take me um, and drop me off around the corner to go and do her hair. And, you know, she ended up hiring me for a huge worldwide press tour where we flew to Dubai, we flew to Italy, we went to France. I was out of the country really for the second time in my whole life. And um, it was so incredible. And I went on to work with more kind of celebrities from that, actresses and actors from that point on because I had done a good job and they were all, you know, felt comfortable with hiring me from that point on. So that was really definitely, I I would consider that a big break and kind of moment in my career that, that changed the course. Well, it was kind of the beginning of the course, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, yeah. And then now, I mean, that's again, a whole new podcast just on your career as, uh, (laughs) as a hairstylist. But today I really, really want to talk about um, your your new baby. I know you have many babies. Uh, you have also your physical yes, baby. Yes, a human uh, but, uh, baby and a baby product too. baby. Yes. A, a product baby. But generally speaking, um, I know how crazy of a whirlwind of emotions from excitement to stressful to doubtful to everything it can be to create a brand, right? We we're, That's why I've done this podcast. As founder to founder, we're in the same boat. I would love to know just that beginning moment of, I think I'm creating a brand. Like, what was that? You know, it's interesting. I think I definitely had put a lot of thought into it ahead of time, but I also yeah. just really led with the desire to do it and excitement for it and had never done it before and probably just really didn't know what it took to do. Um, yeah. But I was determined to find out. So I think it's funny. I kind of laugh. I go, gosh, if I had really known like all of the things ahead of time, would I still have done it? And I think the truth is, is like, yes, because it's so incredibly fulfilling, but it also probably really would have freaked me out to know how challenging, right, mm. it is to do and how much hard work it really takes. I'm not someone that shies away from hard work, but I think when you know you're about to embark on a journey that is going to be hard, it gives you more pause than if you're just... Yeah kind of going blindly into a situation, which I sort of did. 100%. Um, but I, you know, I, I really um, wanted to do it because I would see so many clients, right? Thousands of women over the course of my 20 years doing hair and working in salons. Yeah. The clients would sit in my chair and go, you know, I really don't know what's going on with my hair, but I can't get it to do what I want it to do. Mm. And I really would, you know, we would kind of go through the process that would cut their hair, which would help. But then also, um, I knew it was a product issue, you know, and that people just, you know, this, like, you know, they're either wasn't the right offering. Um, they didn't know how to use the product, how much to use of the product. And so, and, and just the right products for their hair. So I thought, you know what? I really do know what works and I know what I use. And I have this kit that travels around the world with me of, of just hair products that I need to use on all of my clients. Um, why don't I, you know, why don't I, I do this? And I, I'm obsessed with hair oils as I'm sure you are as well. Yeah. I think, 
hair oils are such a great universal product. And I think yeah. more and more people are discovering them, which Finally. is great. I know. Yes. I think it, it, there was this whole thing of like, oh, an oil can only be used as a certain form, right? Like, I know you've got a treatment and a selling oil. It shows that the diversity of how much oils can bring to your hair, especially as treatments, right? Because I think that's the traditional thing is we've thought of it as post-wash for so long only. Um, yes. Yeah, you, you know this more than anyone. Absolutely. And I always, always, always have used hair oils. It's the only product I use on my own hair. So I have, you know, styling oil in right now. Um, And then, you know, at a hair salon, it's the product you end up seeing the most out on the shelves because before any blowout, it's the product to use. And, um, And then, you know, in terms of nourishing, like real deep nourishing, as you know, oils have been used for centuries for healing. Vedic, I mean, I would love to know so much more about, about Ayurvedic, you know, and how the oils really nurture and nourish the skin, body, hair, all of it. Um, and so I just, I've always loved them. And, and in terms of styling, you know, styling hair, styling oil was the number one product that I used across the board on all of my clients before I styled their hair. And so I decided to start there. Oh, that's amazing. So, so let's start the name first, actually. So Rose, um, I, I think I, I know how the name came to you, but we'd love to hear from you. How, how, how did you decide on the name? Yeah. So it was actually really fun. I mean, naming, naming things is so hard. We, yeah. I, you know, Trademark, so everything, even like Instagram handles, like all these things you've got to think about, you know, it's all not of as it. easy. Yeah. all of it. And just like, Oh, when I'm, you know, saying it out loud and, and then when I'm telling people about like, just how does it, how is it going to sound over time to me? And we had a similar process. Yeah. With, um, with Mare actually, which is my hair salon. I have two partners. Yeah. Um, and you know, we went through so many names and then finally we're able to agree on Mare and, and it was, it came about in kind of a funny way, similar yeah. to Rose. I was just sitting with a client. Um, her name is Jenny Lewis. She's a musician and a lyricist and she, you know, leave it to a lyricist to just be like, here's the name of your brand. Don't ask questions. Like shoot. She didn't say that, but she was like, Oh yeah, you should totally just call it Rose. I mean, she knew that it had this nature inspiration and my last name is Rosak. And so she was just like, it's Rose with the, you know, that that's what it is. And so I thought, okay, that's what it is. Amazing. That's so Yeah. And (laughs) Okay, so actually, let's go back a bit too, because in 2016, you, you did launch another business, which is your salon, um, Mare Salon. Yes. So actually, tell us a bit about that, because I, I forgot to mention that. It's very important in the whole story. Oh, yes, of course. Yes. So um, myself and my two partners, who we worked really, really close together at salons, um, at another salon before we decided to do our own. We worked at Andy Lacombe Salon, and I was always freelancing. So I was really only in the hair salon, you know, maybe maybe a few times a month and I would see all of my clients, they would book up and then, you know, I would go off and, and do my freelance, you know, on photo shoots and traveling with, with my, you know, actress clients. Um, and so it was hard for me to maintain a, it was a priority of mine for sure, but it was definitely a challenge because I would have to have the, front desk of the hair salon deal with my schedule and they'd have to move clients and shift clients and everybody would be upset. And I just hated putting anybody in that position. I just never want, 
anyone to have a hard time or negative experience, especially working with me. And so I thought, gosh, you know, it would be a lot easier as if it were my own salon and I had more control and I didn't have to worry about bothering other people to deal with this um, and other salon owners. And so I think the idea, you know, the three of us chatted, it's myself, um, Dennis DeSouza, who is a hair colorist, a really incredible hair colorist, and then Alex Palillo, who's a hairdresser. Um, Yeah. And we three came together and just thought, you know, could we do this? Should we start looking at spaces? Um, and so we did. And and I wasn't really at the salon much anymore. Um, but anyway, we found a space together and decided to leave the salon and start to build our own salon. And then Mare came to be. We But it took about a year to build out. We, we built out the salon. It took a lot longer than we thought to open. But um, stylists started hearing, oh, they're opening a salon and, and came to us. And so then we formed this, this really awesome family of hairstylists and colorists that work there. So amazing. So, so today, um, it, obviously it's still, it's still going on. How much of a focus split is, cause now, you know, you have so much going on. Do you still yes. like, how are you spending your time between Rose, Mary Salon? Like, yeah, so I would say the pandemic was really tricky for Mare. I mean, we made it through, which I'm so that's proud. Amazing. And that just shows I mean, I mean, it's a tough time it, for so many salons. I mean, they're all closed and stuff. So that's incredible. Such a tough time. Such a tough time. Um, obviously, nobody could work and nobody could go in and get their hair done. Um, yeah. But I really, it's it. I really um, owe it to our Alex Palillo, who's my partner. He manages really the salon day in and day out. Um, he's not the manager, but he oversees all of the kind of operations and he's incredible and really kept us afloat. Great communication throughout the whole process with the stylists. And he kept us in business, honestly, single-handedly. Um, and so in terms of my time split, I really, my main focus is Rose and then I still do hair, um, mostly my freelance hair. So I have a handful of, of clients that I still work with today. Um, and travel, I travel less than I did before the pandemic and before I rose, but I do still do a bit of traveling for my job. And, um, and then the salon, unfortunately I don't get to go in as much because, um, I just sort of got out of practice with it in the pandemic and, um, Rose has since been growing and that's really where I want my time to go. So I don't go into the salon as much, but occasionally I go in for, you know, my clients that are waiting for a long time and, and kind of text me enough times for me to go, okay, I got to go in and see them. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, also I have to say, so Rose, it's going back a bit now to Rose. Um, I am obsessed with the packaging. It's so beautiful. The oh. logo, uh, the artwork of the, the, the circle flower and florals. Uh, who came up with that? Like, did you just envision this? Uh, yes. So it's, I get to work with one of my closest friends. Her name is Camila Whitman. We've known each other since high school and we've never had a real reason to work together because, you know, she works on brands and I didn't have one, but she was my first call. I thought, you know what, um, Uh, for anything, when it comes to anything visual creative, she's just, and I've since gotten to recommend her to other friends of mine who have, um, businesses and she's just, they're like, 
where did she come from? She's the most incredible. And she really is. So she will tell you she's not an illustrator, but she hand drew the floral crest that is the crest that is rose. Yeah. Incredible. She hand drew that? That's insane. She hand drew that. I can't believe her. She's just wildly talented. We did go through over the course of like probably a year and a half. We went through like many different iterations. Yeah. They were all as expected. Beautiful. As yeah, expected. I think the hard part is like what to choose then, right? That's the hardest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, you know, going back, I'm like, gosh, any of these really could have worked, but um, where we landed was really. It, it still feels so good. And and I had someone today. I had a meeting today who was like, I don't know you. I was just meeting her for the first time. I don't know you, but this really feels like you. And I, yeah. that's such a, such a compliment and such a testament to Camila's work and ability because she really represented me and the brand with our logo and well, imagery. I think like that's when it match comes in heaven, but also, you know, kudos to yourself to have that vision that was so well articulated. And I think it's, it's helpful when you work and your stakeholders, your, you know, whether it's your uh, team members or your partners you work with, freelancers, whatever, graphic designers, if you have a historic relationship, it just makes it so much more easier and also fun, right? Like that's what, kind so of like great. why at the beginning of, I hired a lot of people I knew and I thought that is like, people sometimes say that's like the worst thing to do. I'm like, no, like if you've set the boundaries, set the rules and you, you compensate fairly and everything, then why can't it be? It's actually an empowerment as a instead of a disadvantage. So oh, you're that. so right. I totally agree with you. Yeah. And that's why every time you look at your beautiful products, you'll also feel that connection as well with each other, which is so cool. Um, yes. then, yes. that's always like, that's always a really cool moment. But I, I want to talk a little bit about so the two oils. So you have um, the styling oil, which is the Santa Lucia, and then you also have the Willow Glen treatment oil. So talk us through both of them, the differences behind them and uh, the pot, kind of what's inside them as well. Yeah, absolutely. So the styling oil is really, really lightweight. So, you know, I've always used styling oils, but I would have to dilute them or I would have to use less if I was working with someone who had finer hair. Um, but I always wanted to use them. And so I thought, okay, if I were to do one, you know, I definitely want to make sure that I'm formulating without any silic silicones. Um, and so as clean as possible, right. Within, with, without having to, um, really sacrifice the performance of the product because I think as someone's creating products today um, and also, you know, being a hairdresser, knowing that I need high performance products, I just am unwilling to sacrifice performance. Yeah. Um, which, you know, is, is, is a given, but I think sometimes yes. I try products and I go, wait, did they even try this yeah, you know, on We hair? say it's a given, but it's not always, right? That's why we're, <laughs> that's why we create more brands today because we still see a gap of things that haven't been created yet or haven't been, been created effectively. Right. So that's exactly right. it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, that's exactly right. So I wanted to create essentially an invisible performance, right? You want your styling oil to go on the hair, help you with blow drying, help you with um, a longer lasting blow dry, help you with frizz, um, help you with protection against the heat, right? But you don't want to see it in the hair. If you see it, then you're like, okay, I have oil in my hair, which is not the point. Um, Unless you're going for a real wet look, which then I recommend using oil. Um, 
but okay. So that's the styling oil. Um, it's beautiful. It's, you know, it's just such a lovely, lovely product. Like I have, I get lots of feedback. That's like, I've tried all of these styling oils and just often feel like they're still weighing a little bit too heavy on my hair. And this is the lightest formulation I've ever tried. Um, Uh. and then the treatment oil, which is a very, very different, it serves a very different purpose. Um, Treatment oils, you know, I I mentioned this earlier, I love using oils because I find them to be the most hydrating, right? Um, They're, you know, our hair is quite porous, especially when it's dry and just in need of hydration and moisture. And that's the number one issue I see with my clients that sit down in my chair. They just go, my hair is so dry and when our hair is dry, it's not performing in the way that we want it to. It's, you know, and so I find oil to really, um, to really help the hair. Uh, the best way I could say it is help the hair to, um, to be its best self, right? It's almost like the healthiest can, version it can be. And it can happen. The healthiest know? and it can yeah. happen. And you can see it before your eyes. You can put this oil on and you can actually start to see the like, form of the natural wave or, or shape come back to life. Um, so the, the rose willow glutton treatment oil has a sesame seed oil, jojoba oil. It's like 98% organic, um, and coconut oil, just really, really rich, um, uh, very hydrating oils. You can also totally rub it on your body. Um, there's nothing in it that isn't great. And so I just, I love it for that purpose. And then you, you wash it out and then you go on to style your hair. And I, I love the fact that it's a hair, scalp and body oil because um, in India, in Ayurveda, we say sneha. So sneha is basically the art of like, the act, I would say even more so, of lovingly, with intention, putting oil on your body, your hair, your scalp. Oh so, you know, whenever I see, when I saw that product, like, I think that's something, and we should talk offline about Ayurveda. I have a lot of notes to share with you, but um, oh, there is a lot of like, synergies i could see this being such a like a well like i think resonated product in india with i with asians because it's a product that we would have like pretty much used growing up but the ones we grew up with um stank because they're like really potent ayurvedic oils and people nowadays they want something that's really smells really beautiful empowering um so um you know fable main doesn't have body oils or anything like that so for me i'm like uh, i'm excited about what you created uh, it's so good to have that thank Yes. Thank you so much. Oh, I would love to, I would love to, to talk to you all about that. It's incredible. And I think there was, it's a lot of, um, natural instinct too. I think, um, I unfortunately didn't grow up with that practice, but I, when I am applying oils, I really do find them to be, it's like a peaceful meditative process. I think there's something about the consistency of the oil and then the like rubbing it on your skin, really knowing, I don't know, it's just this real intuitive connection I feel when I used, when I use oils. So I love that there is an actual word for it, for the process and the feeling. No, exactly. And I think that's like the, um, the cool thing with Ayurveda is there's words that are there, but I mean, haven't been translated into English or, but then we would still know you, you, have definitely put in oils lovingly with intention and thought. So it's something that, you know, it's something that I think we just have to remind ourselves to do as like a practice, uh, yes. as opposed to, um, I think a lot of products don't 
really teach you rituals. And I see Rose being that perfect ritual uh, beauty brand, not just a, a product brand, which is so exciting. So love that. I would love, really, really love that. But I would love to know a little bit about what's, what's in line with, do you have like what you can share? I mean, you have certain things you've got to keep under the radar until it's out. But yes. like, what is the future for Rose? Is it more hair products, other categories? Yes, I do want to create more texture products. And yeah. when I say texture, I think, you know, hairdressers really um, see hair through the lens of texture, right? Mm, um, exactly. I think we have different ideas probably about what that means. But for me, yeah. you know, as a hairdresser, products can really help me to create texture that I want. Everything from smoothing exactly. texture to to curly texture to to a rough dry texture to an ocean you know um wet you know yeah yeah exactly so so creating products that can help people achieve the 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 desired texture for their hair Mm, i love that exactly and i think that's the key word is desired something that uh again going back to that point of like just have the the best hair yet of your hair you know it's so empowering what you have there's nothing to change it's just to impact it's just to you know take out certain things that we want to have and uh, at certain moments and, and otherwise we might you know especially as a you know as a hairstylist people always change their hairstyles a lot um so you need you need different types of products for those different needs that you have um and especially if you are a celebrity you're always trying different products right and always putting your hair through a lot of different ways so i'm sure a lot of your clients have been uh, asking you for those products and you're like i'm gonna create it i'm gonna create it <laughs> yes Exactly, exactly. And I love the idea, right, of like, you know, um, I don't think anybody has the desire to go to one brand for every single thing, right? And so I think, you know, it's incredible to have more of a variety in the kind of clean space, right? So um, I absolutely believe in, in mixing and matching and finding the products that work for you. Right. It's, it's yeah. just so great to have those options. Oh, it's amazing. So I'm really excited to see what's in store. Um, it's, I know it's only going to be, um, yeah. And if, if it's, uh, anything you create, I feel it's going to be with just the most love anyway. So I'm so, so excited. <laughs> but where, where, where is Rose currently available for people that are curious to buy right now and to try it out? <laughs> Yes. So, so we haven't done major distribution just yet. Um, we did launch the products last year, but it was kind of a soft launch, right? It was sort of me, myself and I, um, and then I have one kind of right hand person who helps me with, um, operations like product development, et cetera. Um, but so we're going to start to distribute it wider, um, early next year but you can find it at my salon at mayor mayor salon it's actually also at mesh salon in beverly hills um and then we're at a couple other salons um in other parts of the country of the u.s and then we're at shen beauty in brooklyn and we have a couple more retailers ready to go and then like i said um, we are distributing wider next year. And also, of course, rosehair.com. You can That's, yeah, absolutely exactly. find our products there as well. And what I love is, is it's not about a quick growth. It's about smart growth and meaningful growth. So it's about doing it at the pace you want to. This is your long-term passion, right? This is your, this is not something to, to rush. So I think same when rebuilding Fable, it's like, 
it's so much more beautiful building a brand when you get to enjoy every moment and grow at this pace that suits your lifestyle currently, right? Um, it's so to, true. You know, it's so, so true. Yeah. And I feel like I had a friend and I, and I wonder, I mean, I wish I could interview you because I have so many questions for you about <laughs> Fable and Maine and, and everything. Um, but I think what I would love to share is like somebody had sent me, you know, really making sure that you celebrate the small wins because yeah. – I think as a founder, you there's so much more to do constantly, yeah. and you have big dreams, and you're headed in the direction, but you can forget to really take a moment, and it could literally just be like going out for a drink with a friend and being like, this was a moment, I had that happen, and so... I'm trying to be better about doing that because I was like, well, this happened. Okay, great. On to the next. And um, the journey is the, is the thing, right? Is, that's that's all the we most have. powerful. <laughs> and I think, and then, and I love that you said celebrate the small wins. And I, I mean, and for you also, not just small wins, but big wins with the Allure Award. Hello. That's amazing. Uh, thank uh, you. Just a little bit of a, I mean, that's goals. I wish I one day people can get an Allure Award. That's huge. How did that feel? Oh, you absolutely will. You absolutely no. will. There's no doubt. Um, it felt really great. And I was almost surprised. I'm, I always have a hard time anticipating how something's going to feel. Like, I think I'm, I'm not someone who processes necessarily much ahead of time. I'm like, a, Oh, I'm in it now. And I'm processing this. Um, yeah. so I think I was, I was very excited. You know, they had let us know that we had won, but it was a little bit like, it was under embargo and a part of me was like, is this really real? Are they going to take it away? You know, I don't know. It's like all of the, (laughs) all of the fears. Um, and then, and then it came to be, and, and what I would say was the most rewarding, of course, having the award, it's so meaningful. Um, and, and I had heard that there was like, there were so many submissions for clean and so many submissions for hair oil and, and the fact that we had won in that category in both categories was so exciting. Um, it really was. I would say the the community support was something that really surprised me and was so rewarding. I was so emotional and like grateful to have had such an such community support because you know that's also everything. That is, I love the way, I love that. You're saying like all the words to my heart, like community. That's so true. Yeah. And I think like, um, but it's like words I can, I know you would say, because I know the journey we're on. It's just so exciting to like, this is why I love the podcast. It's like my, I'm the beneficiary. I'm secretly like just doing it for no, just like for me to talk, to get the chance to talk to people <laughs> like yourself. Cause um, like, like, let's be honest. I mean, we definitely would have caught up, I'm sure, at some point. But usually most founders, if I just say, hey, can I catch up? They're like, busy, busy. But I'm like, hey, do you want to come on the podcast? Like, sure. Yeah, and yeah. I'm we're like, like yeah. Okay. Then I'm like, now we're going to be friends. This is why I'm doing this. <laughs> yes. And then also everyone else in the world can listen to you. But I'm like, secretly, it's for me. Uh, so I love hearing I everything love you're that. saying. You're giving me such, like, um, energy. And this is why people always say, like, how are you building your brand and doing a podcast? I'm like, no, no, no. Like, the podcast feeds me energy to, like, go ahead and then go back to work and feel so excited, you know? You can feel that for sure. I can feel your enthusiasm through the screen Uh, and genuine love for like connection and, and interest in, in the story. I love that. It's so cool. Thank you. 
No, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's because I, I, you know, I'm a, a young founder doing my thing, just trying this. I'm an engineer for four years. This is like I, I fell into beauty in the last six years and I fell in love with it. But for me, I still sometimes feel like the outsider, like, OK, like I'm still figuring it out. And for me, just to have more friends that are doing it on the journey is so yes important and i i had that you know more collaboration less competition and so many people say oh but is that like um just like words are you just that i'm like no like generally speaking like i have nothing to yeah. to to like i just want to share and help and we help each other that's it you know it's so simple that's um, so cool that's so, so cool no, i feel the same way i'm like i know I at tell. some point there are yeah. going to be certain things that i probably can't share shouldn't share but right now i think especially in the position i'm in i'm like if i can give anybody any advice or help in any possible way to make something a little bit easier on somebody else I am the first person to do it and um you know so far so far that's been great I that it really hasn't backfired so I think we can just continue on being that way (laughs) honestly the only thing that will stop it is just the time because then that's where like again like not sacrificing the time you have for yourself um which is also so important um so yeah that's the thing I'm figuring now is just like I have a lot of people now, like, you know, I've nearly done 200 founders and sometimes it's like, oh, like, I can't like, like talk to everyone every week. You know, I can't like uh, have this much time with, because I have also my personal life, my brand. So yes. that's one thing is, is like, uh, there is like a point of like, uh, even build, building this podcast, I'm like, okay, I know so many amazing people, but then I'm like, okay, I need to like chill at some point because the more people I have, the more, the more, uh, like, I guess, uh, opinions and voices, it can also be a bit overwhelming. Mm. So sometimes I'm like, I don't always, I keep some things to myself as well, more like even just like my thoughts, just because sometimes yourself is the best person just to answer those things and not always rely on going to others because you get different opinions like yeah like you said with your name and stuff you know you probably had the same everyone had some something to say so yeah it's so true it's so true it's it's also when asking for advice Mm. I think I I mean it's two things if you're just like genuinely asking in you know an expert for their insight and again yes you take it with grain of salt but there's so much to I feel like there's so much to learn constantly right I I know you feel this way and we've kind of touched on it already in our conversation um that it's really really helpful but yes being like kind of discerning and knowing when to be like okay this was advice I actually need to like implement and this is advice it's knowledge but it's maybe not something I need to like take action on um yes absolutely absolutely oh I love that so, I mean, before we get into fire round, I have um, a very kind of, uh, for you it's going to be really hard because I'm literally choosing, making you choose between one of two, but like if you had to bring one product with you from your, from Rose collection and then, yes. you, you know, it's desert island, but still uh, imagine you don't know what the weather is. So don't let that influence the decision. What is your go-to product that you've created so far? I have to say it's the styling oil. The Santa Lucia styling yeah. oil um, is really like, it is like my baby. Um, I just am, I'm so proud of both products, but really I think the styling oil is something that's very different and just, it's such a high performing styling product, which is really what I, what I want to, you know, create more of because it's just my background. Um, so so I would say it's styling oil. Gotta take it. Oh, Gotta amazing. take it with me. Can't Love live without that. it. I have it in my hair right now. It's the only thing I use in my on my hair. 
Um, and That's what yeah. I love to hear. Oh, yes. Okay, so good. Love that. Um, so fire round questions is the first thing that comes to your mind. So the first question is, what's another beauty brand you're currently loving? It could be skin, fragrance, any, any industry. Any yes. Okay, great. A brand I'm currently loving. Um, oh, Lord. Sorry. I love, I love Ilya. I, I use... Yeah. I have the foundation on right now. I just, I love what she created with that brand. Yeah. Um, Sasha is incredible. What she's, I mean, amazing. Yeah. So incredible. Have you had her on? I would love to listen to that. She's, um, she's coming on. We're, we're just currently <gasps> arranging the timing, but yeah, oh. I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, I'm really excited to hear about her journey and I know she's kind of on the, well, I don't, I don't know if I would, I don't know if she's on the other side now, but I know she had an acquisition and, and exactly. And that's why it got a bit delayed as well, but yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. But, cool. Yeah. So I'm yeah. curious to see how that all goes as well. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I always love hearing those stories too. Uh, what's a guilty pleasure of yours? I pretty much love like every romantic comedy. Um, I really love, I mean, I, it's not even really a guilty pleasure, but like any Nancy Myers movie, I could just watch mm. all day, every day. Uh. Well, my next question is, what are you currently watching? I don't know if it's an anti-matter, but what are you watching or reading right now? Yes, I'm watching. I wish I read more. I'm not reading anything right now, um, except too, for so beauty blogs, right? That's like yeah. the extent That's of essential that. reading for us right now. Honestly, there's so much articles every day. So yeah. It really is. Um, I'm watching From Scratch, which is Zoe Saldana's Netflix show that she's in. It's a true story and it's super emotional and beautiful. And I just love Zoe so much. I've got, I've worked with her for the last almost. Yeah, I was about to say your latest post was Zoe, I thought. Yeah, so that's so cool. Yeah. Yes. So I'm watching that and loving it. That's amazing. Well, do you have a favorite social media platform right now? Is it the IG? Is it the TikTok? Yeah, it really, I, I, would like to spend well i'm not sure if i would like to i should spend yeah, more time on should. tiktok well, learning <laughs> we shouldn't we shouldn't like it's like that 50 50 dilemma of, of, of social media life right now i know <laughs> i think what i like i i really don't know tiktok and i don't understand why i see what i do see and i don't see anything i'm that particularly interested in so i need to change my my algorithm somehow um but what I like about what I think I like about TikTok is how easy the content can be. And it's actually like the less it's sort of like the opposite of Instagram where things have to be so like I'll be overly conscious of a photo yeah. I post or a reel needs to be just perfect for it to like go onto the grid. And I yeah. actually think if I got in the practice of TikTok, it would be so much easier and freeing because the content doesn't have to be particularly well done. Right. Um, and, and I think like the more real quote unquote real, the better. Um, but I just really haven't gotten into it yet. So I would still say Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same. I'm the exact same. Um, do you have like a favorite quote that you keep close to your your heart or chest? (sighs) A favorite quote. Well, recently somebody said to me, like, um, I think I, I, walk the line of like optimism and realism and have definitely have both. But I think lately I've been more in the realism and I want to go back to having more of the like anything is possible optimism. Um, 
And I think this one person was like, oh, yeah, I just think like things are yeses before, you know, like everything's a yes and it should be a yes. And I was kind of more in the it's a no until it's a yes. And she's like, no, it's a yes. It's a yes until it's a no. But it's really a yes. And even a no is not really a no. I mean, granted, there is a time and a place for a no and a real solid no. I think especially being a woman, like we all need to know that. But and we think that. But definitely, you know, um, I loved that idea of like, feeling like you can walk into a room and, and feel like the answer you're looking for is, is a yes. Right. So, um, I just liked that recently. Oh, I love that. Uh, my last question is if you weren't, you know, beauty entrepreneur, hairstylist, what could Mara be doing right now? That's probably like very different to what you currently are doing. Gosh, I don't know if it's so different, but I would definitely say, um, I love home design so much and I love curating things for the home. Um, I love like, you know, I think it's a Yiddish word, but tchotchkes, tchotchkes are like, you know, you know what a tchotchke is. Yeah, I know I love tchotchkes. I love tchotchkes. So I could totally like curate tchotchkes for rooms. Um, But I did say to my friends the other day, which I was like, she was so shocked to hear it, but I was like, there is nothing I would rather be doing right now than what I'm doing. And it, I didn't think I was saying anything. So like, I don't know, but she was like, oh my gosh, I'm almost in tears. It's so incredible to hear. Um, uh, and so I love that. Like, yeah. She was like, sit with that. You should really sit with that and just take that in. So I, I probably should, I should spend more and time celebrate with that. that. And celebrate that. And celebrate that. 100%. Amazing. Oh, I love, well, Mara, it's been such a pleasure. We could speak all day and we will continue to speak. So this is not the end for us, but for those that are listening in and want to continue you know, following your journey, where can they follow you? And obviously Rose, the brand as well. Yes, they can follow me on Instagram. I'm not, you know, like we talked about, I'm not quite doing TikTok yet, but on Instagram. Yeah at Mara Rosak and yeah at Rose Hair amazing oh so good so I'm put all the links in summary so people can go tip tap no tap away and um, in the meantime I'll hopefully when I'm next in LA I'll hit you up and we'll go do a little road trip to Big Sur and we'll just be um, that'd be amazing I would love to do that you'd be down please 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 I would love that thank you okay can't wait well thank you so much and I'll see you super soon definitely as much as I had making it and if you did please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. Founded Beauty is available on all podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music Podcasts, the Acast app and many more and I'm also very proud to be part of the Acast Creator Network. So be sure to follow the podcast so you can get episodes as soon as they drop. We really appreciate every single follow, listen, share and review. It truly goes such a long way and helps us reach new listeners. So as a little thank you, I will be hosting a giveaway each week on my Instagram channel at meta underscore a, where you can win some amazing Fable and Main goodies. All you have to do is follow me, check out my stories and all will be revealed. Stay tuned for the next episode of Founded Beauty and don't forget to subscribe and follow so you can be notified when it drops. <laughs>